So for those of you who are clients and prospective clients, we've been talking about this for a while, we're getting ready to launch and we're going to provide you with the internal podcast for Fixed Cost Financial. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Paul Truesdell and this is a special edition of the Paul Truesdell podcast. It's going to be an introduction to you as to a little bit about what we do for our clients on a regular basis, we're reformatting everything, but I just thought I'd get this out. We do a lot of audio, a lot of video, a lot of audio, but always helping our clients with little nuggets. This is going to be a long edition. And again, it's going to have one episode after another where we talk about a bunch of different things. I'm going to talk about Russell Brand. I'm going to talk about how outsourcing third-party asset management platforms are horrific. I'm going to talk a little bit about Biden and the debt ceiling. I'll talk a little bit about Medicare and Social Security spending, give you some numbers that'll blow you away. I'll talk about recalibrating uh, expectations. I'll talk a little bit about keeping it simple. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about workshops and technology, things that we've been through. I'm going to talk about the SC6L microphone. It's an interview kit. Talk about no secrets. And I'll talk a little bit about annuities and give you an introduction. That's in reverse order. So here we're, we're going to do, let me get the disclaimer out of the way, and then we're going to pile these together and you can kind of get an idea that if you're a client of ours, this is the kind of thing that we do to provide news that's actionable for our clients. With that, let's do our disclaimer. This is the Paul Truesdell Podcast. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. The information presented is provided for informational purposes. And now, Paul Truesdell. And before we get to our first segment, I want to just jump in and say, if you have not registered with the app called Breakout, go to breakout.com. IO, and you can see what they're doing. Go to the your Android or your uh, the App Store for Apple and download Breakout. Breakout is the absolute must-have when it comes to an audio networking platform. And I believe I misspoke. You want to go to Breakout.fm. I said IO. Don't do that. Go to Breakout.fm. You got to go to it. Google Play or the Apple Store App Store. You want to go there. It is the way to share, to collaborate, to speak up, and to have a conversation with people without being shut down. With that, let's get started. Let me begin by making a couple of things perfectly clear. As a registered investment advisor, we manage and build stock portfolios. We do not use mutual funds and the only time we use ETFs, exchange-traded funds, is to reduce the volatility of our income-based delegated accounts if needed. It's called volatility and something that a lot of people in the industry call beta, B-E-T-A, but the point is we manage individual stock portfolios. That's what we do. Now, a lot of people who are investment advisors as well as conflicted brokers, people who are both in the business of selling commission-based products, 
mutual funds, ETFs, variable annuities, fixed annuities, etc., are dual licensed. And dual license means that they carry a securities license as a broker dealer, and they also are licensed to be an investment advisor representative of a registered investment advisor. I realize that the overwhelming majority of those of you who are investors do not understand how this works. I really get it. Because every single day, people will say things to me as if they know what they're doing, but they do not know the language and how things work. And this is why we have videos and checklists and audios to help you understand exactly how the insurance, the investment, the advisory, the management industry works. And one of the primary goals and objectives that we believe we deliver to our clients is to reduce the labor intensive requirements of working with a true fiduciary based professional. Remember, you know and I know that many people are always looking for an opportunity to sell you more things. Commission-based Charlie is always coming around when you have money in motion, something's coming due, there's a surrender charge that is beginning to expire, and they simply are always trying to push a product. If they're not pushing a product, then they need to get referrals from you. Because if you do not have money in motion or are perpetually giving them referrals, then you are dead to them because you are a drag on time effort. It's gonna be an aggravating relationship and they have to make money. So again, one of the things that we do is we have videos and our videos are private. They're not on YouTube. We don't use social media for these things because we want to be able to communicate with you in a way where we're unencumbered by all the negativity associated with people who make comments or take video and slice it and dice it and cause problems. Now, when it comes to annuities, annuities are as old as the hills themselves. And what we're going to do is explain to you in this series just exactly what an annuity is and how you are already familiar with it. If you understand that there is a program called Social Security, then you already know the basics of an annuity. And the word annuity is based upon the word anuna, which is a word that was created many centuries before the birth of Christ by a Roman named Eupanius. And Eupanius is basically one of the first mathematicians in the world, and maybe the first, to come up with what we call today actuarial calculations. What are the odds of this occurring? So when you have an annuity, a defined benefit pension plan, a charitable remainder annuity trust, or a commercial annuity from an insurance company, these are all based upon actuarial calculations they go back to the Romans many centuries before the birth of Christ. It's called an Anuna, and we have a gentleman by the name of Eupanius that we should thank for this. So annuities have a place. And one of the things that I've seen is 
a lot of these high-powered, highfalutin, fast-talking investment advisors, and you see them on television. If you have $500,000 or more, contact us. You know who I'm talking about. They hate annuities. I've heard people who are in the business say, I hate annuities. That means they hate Social Security. They hate a defined benefit pension plan because these are all based on the same concepts. But no matter who you are, this is a tool that may have applicability. Tools that are designed ideally for those who may be involved in litigation, a high litigation occupation, people who are struggling to make ends meet, people who have a desire for contractual income that they do not have to worry about, people that are busy. There are so many different reasons why you may want to use an annuity, but it is a product that should be understood from a non-emotional standpoint before it's purchased. Annuities are simply a financial product. And in my opinion, the overwhelming majority are purchased using emotional sales techniques rather than very methodical explanations. So again, on this page of the website, we will have information for you that will explain what an annuity is from an investment advisor perspective, from a non-emotional perspective. But always remember and never forget, we have an unrelated separate entity that is an insurance company that we use through our insurance agency. Again, completely separate from fixed cost financial. There's no obligations to ever use our insurance agency, but we do it for one reason and one reason only. When we have clients that need a financial product, we will assist them. But for people that come to us off the street, we don't do it. This is a courtesy for our clients. And generally speaking, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. But what we do is we fully disclose all of the compensation, all the conflicts of interest, because as a fiduciary, that's what you do. So annuities are complex. Take your time, take notes, look at what we have here, because it's a financial tool that may make sense. It should not be sold. It should be a decision based upon good old fashioned, again, common sense. There's a couple of things that I literally cannot stand. And one of those are the ads that you see for financial advisors where they talk about things like seven secrets to building an effective retirement portfolio. Now, I subscribe to Zach's and Zach's provides good information insight, but I also provide obtain information rather from Morningstar and Wall Street Journal and from Bloomberg and from The Economist a wide variety of sources overseas. There are papers and research areas, uh, items from Japan and India and Russia. I could go on and on and on, but the goal is to get good quality information. What I can tell you, though, is that these kinds of things get our free guide to learning about creating retirement investment plans that withstand the market. 
potentially to achieve your goals. I got news for you. Times change. Things change. And so there's no such thing as secrets of a successful retirement. There are certain things that everybody should do. There are certain things you do to get to that point where you can retire. But I also want you to understand that retirement is not necessarily a goal, sitting back and playing shuffleboard and golfing 24 hours a day. There are important reasons to say to always be involved and, and stay on top of things. But the idea of being disciplined when it comes to investing, I can tell you, I've got decades of experience. I can, I mean, I guarantee you that the principles don't change. There are no secrets. The rules are the rules of the rules. It's about remembering the rules and knowing them and applying them. So what are things going on right now, for example? Well, inflation is on the move. It's going upwards. And that's going to really hurt bonds. You also have very tight supplies for manufacturing, just-in-time delivery. These are some issues. Uh, China, there is a lot of talk that there's a resurgence of demand in China. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. There's a renewed focus on infrastructure spending. Everybody's talking about green energy, and we can go on for hours about that. There's a lot of talk that we are getting ready to go into a bear market, but we've been talking about that for many, many years. And again, some people have predicted a bear market uh, once out of the last 30 times they predicted it. So again, protecting your assets during retirement is more than just investing. And we have the experience, always remember that, to understand what the questions are and to help you, again, figure that out. It's not just about how much you make. It's really about how much you keep under different circumstances. When times are good and times are bad, as a result of both internal and external circumstances. There's a lot there to think about. Unpack it and contact us if you have any questions. Every once in a while, you'll notice a change in the audio quality that I use here at the firm. And the reason for that is I oftentimes will use my SC6L mobile interview kit. Now, we use a lot of Rode products because Rode is a manufacturer of the Rode podcaster, our microphones, it's just a comprehensive, great company when it comes to real quality material and software. And it's an Australian company that we have used for quite a long time. So every once in a while, I'll get up and walk around the office and I'll use a lapel mic and I'll basically have a conversation with you. I like to you know, stretch my legs and, and get some exercise in. So the mobile interview kit, you can interview two people. I can interview people by way of two lavalier mics or two remote mics. I have purchased just about every single product they have. They're going to be updating their mobile interview kit. The hardware is not yet available here in the United States. It's available in Australia, but not in the United States. It's just a matter of getting it here eventually. So when you hear a little bit of changes, that's what's going on. And we'll kind of clean it up as we go along. But just want you to know, as part of what we do is the ability to communicate fast and furious under any circumstance, and I'm really a big believer in audio.
Now, some of you may remember Kelly and I when we did a lot of seminars in person at the Marriott and other locations here in Ocala and across the heart of Florida, from Gainesville to Tampa, from the Gulf to about Orlando. But the overwhelming majority of our conversations, our seminars, our workshops were held in the Ocala metropolitan area near State Road 200 and Interstate 75. It was a convenient location for us. And to this day, we have people coming into the office and saying things like, oh, I really miss senior seminars and workshops, and it was a nice thing to get out and, and do. But technology has changed so much that it just simply does not make sense to do that anymore. And so as a result, not only are we using audio, but we're using video. And more and more of our clients are understanding how that works, but struggling with how to use it. I have one lady who has a smartphone, but refuses to do the most basic fundamental things with it. Now, going forward, we don't take any clients like that. But again, in this case, a promise made is a promise kept. We're going to maintain her as a client. She's very elderly, but that's tough. And so when we have people who have the capability but just are too lazy or not willing to do what needs to be done, we can't work with you. And so what we'll do periodically here at the firm is we're going to give you videos and audios so that you can stay current. We'll make them very simple and easy to do. And frankly, I understand sometimes it's really tough to stay current because so many people talk over your head and I'll make it very easy. That's a promise and it's, well, it's what I've always done my whole life is taking complex items and making them as simple as possible. Recently, I attended a conference where the focus was on recalibrating expectations, talking about the economy, how things are rapidly changing. They use the words a fast-moving recovery, and yet at the same time they were talking about headwinds, meaning what's coming to possibly change growth, the economy, uncertainty, and all of the ongoing pandemic-related supply chain disruptions, including manufacturing. How costs are increasing, how wages are levelizing worldwide, and that's another topic we're going to talk about. And then, again, will we be getting back to pre-pandemic rates in the quarters coming ahead? One of the things I believe that everybody should do, and I make a big deal about this, is be on a solid footing personally. Too much information, too much effort, and too much time is spent on talking about the market and what's going on. When I think the most important thing I can convey to the overwhelming majority of our clients is to stay on a solid footing yourself. It's the reason why I continue to talk about mindset, physical, emotional, intellectual, relationship, financial, and finally, resting. Getting yourself squared around so that you can personally deal with all the issues that are coming down the pike. Here's the bottom line. Those who are in better shape, who are not carrying extra weight, who have a good night's sleep, who stay current, who are, well, they're training with strength, endurance, and flexibility, eating natural nutrition and hydration. Generally, you live longer. You can do more things. You're healthier. And that's, in my opinion, is what's important. So 
by being a true fiduciary, we take that fear, oh, I got to spend so much time to make sure that somebody's doing it right. I'm not getting screwed over. When you understand the compensation structure we have and how everybody gets treated exactly the same and you don't pay more just because you have more, once people really understand that and understand that our appreciation for the person, yeah, that's a big deal. That's what makes us different. I talk a lot about spending on the federal level. And one of the things I can tell you absolutely unequivocally beyond and to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt, the numbers are frightening. Ten years ago, for fiscal year 2011, the federal government spent $486 billion on Medicare and $731 billion on Social Security. At the same time, your tax dollars, my tax dollars, our tax dollars, we spent $227 billion on debt interest, just the interest on the debt at the federal level. Now let's go forward by 10 years. It's now 2021, and the federal government is spending $696 billion on Medicare. 10 years ago, it was $486 million. When it comes to Social Security, 10 years ago, it was $731 billion every year. Now it's $1 trillion. One of the items I have strongly encouraged you to do is to turn the news off. Quite literally, turn the news off. There is nothing that the ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, Fox, One America News, OAN, you don't need to watch these things. They repeat the same stories over and over, and it's always with an agenda. Do your own independent reading. Look at both sides. I'll give you a quick example. People were losing their minds over the debt ceiling. Now, you might know that on October 14th of this year, Joe Biden, the President of the United States, signed a bill that added $480 billion to the debt ceiling. So it was raised to $28.9 trillion. Now, you can't make this up. A trillion dollars, $28.9 trillion. Now, what we also know is that the projections that were released just the other day is that within seven weeks, within seven weeks, just seven weeks after the bill was signed, we will now have to do it again because we will go past the $28.9 trillion. It never changes. You literally can close your eyes, go to sleep, do a Rip Van Winkle, and forget about it. It's politics. It's printing money. It's all about printing money in order to give influence by way of what slice of the pie companies are going to get. Now, here's what happens. Gun manufacturers and ammunition manufacturers 
are being told that since they have contracts with the federal government, if they do not mandate all of their employees being vaccinated, they will lose all of their government contracts. I just got done reading a letter from the president of a company that said they are not going to force people to go through vaccination. It should be a personal choice. 70% of the employees are not vaccinated and have expressed concerns about being vaccinated. And the president of the company has said that their experience with time off and sick leave is that those who have been vaccinated have more problems than those who were not. However, the president of this company said that we face bankruptcy. We face a tremendous cutback and layoffs as a result of our over-reliance on the government buying our ammunition. The same thing is happening with gun manufacturers. So when you talk about we want to we want to have the Second Amendment right to bear arms, the federal government doesn't have to pass laws now that restrict your ownership. They just go after it in a different way. They sign a contract, very lucrative, with every ammunition and gun manufacturer in the country and then demand that everybody be vaccinated. And if they're not, then you pull the contract and force them into bankruptcy. This is not a conspiracy. This is a real thing. So from an investment standpoint, what do we do? Well, you look for companies that are publicly traded that do not have government contracts. Very hard to find. Hillsdale College, for example, will not allow any student on campus in any way, shape, or form if they receive any form of government assistance because the Department of Education will find that one student who gets whatever 10-cent aid that they get and say, because that student is on campus, we now can tell you what you can and cannot teach. So understand the concept here. Keeping this all in play, you know, is, it's hard enough to figure out who's on first, let alone playing these games, which is why I always say keep it simple. So here's the bottom line. Debt ceiling, you wonder what they're spending their money on? There's a lot of things. It's a social agenda. It's a political agenda. And frankly, a lot of us feel it's a totalitarian agenda, very similar to what we saw many decades ago with the rise of the old USSR and communist China under Mao. It is what it is. Sometimes you just got to take a deep breath and go, oh, well. A TAMP is a third-party asset management plan platform, okay? TAMP, T-A-M-P, third-party asset management platform program. The P can stand for several things. One of those companies, for example, is AssetMark, and I'm looking at a solicitation from them. They want to be our third-party asset management platform. Now, you need to understand we don't use third parties. Everything is done by us. You're listening to the man who is responsible for the final calls and all the buys and sells, the design of the portfolios, and we have a team that I pay for to monitor things. Now, in this solicitation for me to hire these guys, which means your cost would be higher, and I'm going to explain that in just a minute, they say that strained 
client relationships, S-T-R-A-I-N-E-D. Strained client relationships are the result of the failure to outsource. So what they want basically advisors to use them for is not to manage money, even though they're called investment advisor representatives, and they use the word investment advisor, what they are is relationship managers. All they do is pat you on the back, stick a sucker in your mouth, and tell you everything is fine and dandy, and listen to you while they're trying to get more assets under management. They say they're, by using a TAMP, them, that client relationships are 68% stronger. There is a 67% higher acquisition of new clients, and that there's a 65% increase in client retention and a 48% increase in client referrals. Why? Because they're not actually doing what they say they do. It's all about relationships. Spending money with you to make you feel good about yourself so that you will stick with them. They buy you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They buy you trinkets, take you golfing. Let's go to this event, that event. And then they always hug and mug you for more business and referrals. So under the traditional form that's out there, let's say you have a million dollars. It's just an easy number to use. You're paying this investment advisor who is really just a socializer. They call it client relations. You're paying them one and a half percent. You're paying the third-party asset management platform half a percent. And then you're using mutual funds and ETFs at another half a percent. So you're paying $25,000 a year for 2.5% every year. If you have $2 million, you're paying $50,000 a year for what we do at a fixed cost. I always say this, why would anyone pay more just because they have more? And yet, when I meet people in social settings and explain this, the overwhelming majority, well, I've got a relationship, I, I can't break it. You see, they get so emotionally tied to somebody that even when they know what they're doing is incredibly stupid. They can't break it. And that's the problem with most decisions. Most decisions are emotional-based, including financial. But with the way we do it, there's no emotions to it. It's calculated. It's qualitative combined with an overwhelming quantitative approach. We simply do the numbers. It's not sexy. It's just mechanical. And you know what? It works. There is a fellow by the name of Russell Brand. He was born in 1975. He's English. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's also a radio host. He was in the uh, movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And he starred alongside Jonah Hill in 2010 in the movie Get Him to the Greek. He's been in a few other television and movie productions. He's got a drug problem, at least he has in the past. He was married to Katy Perry for a while. And he's an interesting cat, let's just say that. Somebody that, not exactly the kind of person that I have ever hung around with, but he does have, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes, a discussion about CNN and Joe Rogan. As you may or may not know, Joe Rogan, again, comedian, mixed martial art fighter, weightlifter. He's got an amazing podcast, was paid a tremendous amount of money 
left YouTube and all the other podcast platforms, and he's on Spotify. When he went to Spotify, you had the same thing. You had the butterfly, uh, well, the snowflakes and buttercups, and I'll call them butterflies as well, who freaked out. Oh, we can't have Joe Rogan here. Oh, he's terrible. But I got to tell you, uh, this guy, Russell Brand, in the episode that I'm going to link, has, as of October 28th, over 3 million views where he goes after CNN for saying that Joe Rogan took horse dewormer. And, you know, he did not do that. Joe Rogan got COVID and he took ivermectin. It was prescribed by a physician, but it doesn't make any difference. And if you remember, I talked a little bit about uh, the medical doctor, Gupta, Gupta Gupta, full of Gupta Gupta. So Gupta de Dupta uh, was on his show and just had his proverbial absolute um, handed to him by Joe. And um, yeah, if this guy, if this, if this is a sign of intelligence, put a knife in the hand of Joe when I need surgery over Gupta. So they talked about how CNN just literally has lied about Rogan. And what's interesting is how Russell Brand is going after in this video, CNN, and how he talks about the word framing. And I thought I would share that with you. It's always about framing. And I, I've used to use this seminar, use this in seminars years ago. I take a dollar bill and I had this mirror that you could fold out. It was a, just a small little mirror. And I'd put the dollar in the front of the, of the mirror. And then you had two mirrors on the side. And I'd say, depending upon how I hold it, you can see it looks like there's lots of dollars here. It's all about framing. And liars can use numbers to tell a story, and liars can basically omit facts and figures. But when you have outright, pure, unadulterated lies about something, that is like really bad, <laughs> okay? It's just really, really, really bad. Now, not only are lies bad, but omitting key information, just really key items. For example, um, today, five women were shot, three were killed in a mass shooting, okay, in Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia, okay? So we just had an election in Virginia, and we've got a mass shooting. The problem is that law enforcement was called to a domestic disturbance, and upon arrival, they found all these ladies shot. The perpetrator is not identified. There's no description of the perpetrator in any way, shape, or form. We're not told anything about the women, the race, or anything else, ages, what was going on on Whitaker Lane. But the police chief says they know who this guy is and he's a coward. Okay, I don't know about you, but I'd like to know a little bit more about what the coward looks like. Who is the coward? But none of that is talked about. So when you frame something, okay, understand that the framing here in quotes is mass shooting because guns kill people. Okay, you have to understand that. Guns kill people. Oh, no. Yep, that's right. That's the reason why we have to get rid of all the guns. Oh. Or is it? Glass breaks, and if you fall into a window made of glass, you may cut yourself. Therefore, we should pass legislation to do what? Force everybody to spend money and replace all of their glass. 
I, I think that I could make that argument in a court of law, court of public opinion. And while it's logic, it's convoluted logic, right? Would you agree, Roscoe? Yeah. yeah. So my point being is when you are in sales, you want to frame your product, yourself, or whatever it is you're doing in the best possible light. But when somebody says they are a journalist, when they are a news organization, they should be reporting facts. And I remember as a kid back in the 1960s when WISN in Wisconsin began, and, and just so you know, the guy who was running the station was a friend of my, my parents. And, and I met this guy, and he, he meant nothing to me then. But he introduced the opinion. And so the local news, he would get on towards the very end at like the 25, 27-minute mark, and say, from WISN, and our view. And then he would give an opinion on what's going on. Prior to that, nobody in the news gave an opinion. It was pretty boring, but you knew what was going on. I remember my mother and father saying, that's not good. That's not news. And I remember my father saying very specifically, and it's almost like it was yesterday, and I'm a little guy, saying, this opens a bad door. And my mother said, Pandora's box. He said, yeah, that's right. So, I'm old enough to remember these things. I'm old enough to remember when news was actually news. Granted, you know, even Edward R. Murrow going all the way back. For those of you who don't know who Edward R. Murrow, take a look at the, uh, go to Wikipedia. And you can type in Edward R. Murrow, M-U-R-R-O-W. He passed away back in 1965. He was born in 1908. He was a broadcast journalist. Basically, he cut his chops and got fame during his uh, time with CBS during World War II. So he's considered one of the great journalists out there. But one of the things he did, he was quite aggressive in his criticism of McCarthyism, quite aggressive in his, there's no such thing as socialism and communism and the Red Scare. And um, so he did a lot of that kind of stuff. Anyways, again, always remember, people spin things, they frame it, and what we all need to do is to understand that, pull the jewels out, and just get to the facts. I'm a guy who likes to just get to the facts. Oh, I will opine, I'll blabber and my shaggy dog because I have to make a point. But the key is it's bicycle. Uh, you have pedals. Um, you got two feet, two legs, got a couple of arms and hands. You hold on to the handlebar, it's a bicycle. And even if it's a unicycle, it's the same concept. But unfortunately, because today's, you know, somebody is missing a leg and can't ride a bicycle uh, because somebody's missing an arm or somebody's blind, we've got to ban, ban bicycles because it's not fair that they can't ride. This kind of craziness is what we have to deal with. So pull the information out. Remember, everything is propaganda and it's always being framed to influence you to think and behave the way, quote-unquote, they shame, shame, shame. want you to think and believe. Critical thinking. Independence is highly sought after by those who understand it. It's appreciated, but not by those who want to control. Okay, so that's a wrap. It's uh, Thursday, November the 4th, 
And this is a simple, oh, about a 30, well, no, this is actually about a 40, 45 minute uh, audio that uh, we put together for clients. It kind of talks about a bunch of different things, the whole idea, everything, the entire concept of what we do is create things to make you think about it. Not to teach, not to educate, not to opine, not to influence, but just to make you think about it. Everybody's a little bit different. Just want you to think about it. With that, what do you say we get out of here? Roscoe, ready to go? Yeah. We're out of here. This has been a combination preview of the client-only podcast entitled Current and Mindsets. For more information, email us at contact at paultruesdell.com. <laughs>